And welcome back to another episode of Inside the Show. I know it's been about a week and a half since we've been here, but we took the time off just waiting for the first streams that we got from SES, and they finally are here. But before that, Cooks, how are you doing, man? I'm doing... Long, long time no see? I'm doing fantastic, Scuffy. I mean, the hype I know, train. we had your birthday. We had <laughs> the Chiefs win the Super Bowl. Not only that, you kicked our butts in the wager war for Battle Royale. I mean, <laughs> you had it all going out for the past week or so. It's been a pretty pretty good start to February, and now we got the, the dev streams starting up, dude. Things oh, are good. Yeah. <laughs> Things are good. I mean, we thought we were hyped last time in the podcast. It's just going to increase as we go on. I mean, uh, it's just we had two streams yesterday, two streams. We had defensive matters and then perfect, perfect. But before we get to all the recap of the streams, we're going to go straight to it. We're going to go straight to it. We did not just get one legend reveal yesterday. We did not just get two legend reveals yesterday. In fact, we got the big three. Yes, we got the Atlanta Braves big three with Greg Maddox, John Smoltz, and Tom Glavin in the game. I, I, I just had to applaud them. I mean, hell of a job by SES getting all three at once. I feel... I feel like you couldn't have one without the other, but I mean, Cougs, this is this is a a great way to start for reals. Uh, I think it's fantastic. I mean, I out of all three of those, the number one I wanted was Smoltz. Just the fact that you could have a starter and a reliever, and then they said in the stream, like, you know, you might see that, which means we're gonna see that. And then um, Maddox is obviously gonna be one of the best in the game. And then Glavin is gonna be great too. So having all three of them, if we're going on our one to five meter scuffy. For me, that's a five. That's a five. Oh, yeah, without doubt. I think you could use, I mean, Smoltz, I'm with you. Um, I've been wanting Smoltz for a while because of the factor which Luis brought up where you have could have a starter or a reliever in the game. So that's good. I, I'm curious, could he be one of the few if signature series cards are still in the game having two different type of signature series cards? That's, that's something you bring up. I doubt they do that, but... It, it's possible. It's not out of the realm of possibility. It's, at all. it's not. You know, you know, I always wish they could do like a hybrid of a signature series card where you could plug him. Like, say, Atani actually got like a finest card. Well, he did get a finest card, but imagine he was pitching as well. And if you plug him in starters, it has dynamic stats. Yeah. That or plug in and stuff like that. I, I wish they could do something like that. I'm not sure how hard that would be, but that'd be pretty dope. It's just they could weird do like because like like. Pitchers can have hitting stats, but hitters can't have pitching stats. So it's unfortunate that you couldn't do that with Otani. So that would be a really nice addition. That would be. But yeah, all five for me. I mean, I think they'll all be usable in ranked seasons. BR if you're using John Smoltz. I, I feel getting to Maddox. I, I feel like a lot of people weren't high on Maddox because his velocity is not as dominant as other pitchers in the game. But I feel like if there's a 125 for control stat, he would be the one to have it. Oh, absolutely. So I, I think a lot of people are going to be very satisfied for using Maddox, especially paint the corners inside and out and using his changeup. I mean, his changeup had a crazy movement. His two-seamer, I mean, was ridiculous. He made that. I feel like him, Pedro, and Bartolo Colon had that signature two-seamers where it like looks at the uh, lefties and then comes straight into the strike zone. So I'm very curious how that translates into I Won't Be the Show. So, yeah, that was a great way to start after Legend Reveal. 
we got three big studs. I mean, it's keeping the theme of 90s to 2000 legends exactly what we've been asking for. And I, I just, I'm, I'm, I still think for pitcher wise, we're still going to get another big pitcher. I think, I still feel like we're either going to get Randy or Pedro, which I know you we will love to. Randy in this game. We have to. I will love Pedro, so I will love either one of them to be in the games up. But those were our three legends. That's what we thought. It's fives all across the board. I, I can't wait to use them. And now, now we'll get into the thick of things where, like we said, we had two streams yesterday. The first one was Defense Matters. The second one was Perfect Perfect. So right now, we're going to do similar how we did with the Traveler Podcast. We're going to go through each stream, the starter stream to the end of the stream, and then give our, our thoughts as we go over it. Um, we'll begin. Let's begin with Defense Matters. That was the first stream yesterday. So the first stream consisted of uh, Ramon, Chris, and Kyle from the SES team. Uh, and Chris Gill, I believe, is the animation director, and Kyle was the animation producer. Correct me if I'm wrong here, but I believe that's the case. But we have them three at the couch like we normally see for streams. And, you know, there was a little bit different vibe going on when they're going through the stream. I feel like... They were pretty much entailing how they want to, I, I guess, uh, let me let me back up. Two words that will sum up the way the stream is, is pretty much skill gap. I feel like they were pretty much telling you how they're increasing the skill gap within the defensive side of things. Um, Chris even said, like in previous uh, games, in 19, it's kind of too predictable at times when you go to the same route, when a ball is hit in a particular area, you know what to do and how to catch it and so on and so on. So I was pretty cool to hear them actually indicating that they want player user skill to matter. And I know for me and you, Cougs, hearing that is just I, magic to our ears or whatever you want to call it because we're very competitive when it comes to this game. So you want to see the better players do just that be the better players in the game. So I, I, for me personally here, hearing Chris pretty much talking throughout the whole stream yesterday, we'll go more into it as we, but I'm just saying in general, it was very cool to hear. Yeah. And like, you know, anybody talks about like um, skill gap in MLB, the show, you're mainly talking about hitting and you can get a little bit into pitching and stuff. But for the most part, when you're talking about skill gap, it's mostly about hitting because realistically defense has been, pretty easy if you want to like say it as as you know simple as you can get like there's not a lot of you know just skill involved in defense especially if you use button accuracy you just field the ball throw to first you can throw cancel if you get a bad throw you know you can get a little bit more advanced with it by you know fake throwing and then you know holding a runner at a bag and stuff like that but for the most part the actual fundamentals of defense are really easy and it'll be the show so adding a skill gap into something other than hitting is exciting for me Oh, very excited. And then now with that, he's been, he, I feel like he was keeping going over how excited he was to play in on defense as well. But anyway, let's get through the stream. So the first thing we see up is a first screen. So they show a screen. It pretty much looks like a field view of this, of every, every position that's out there, all nine positions. With that, there is attributes for everyone on the field. So pretty much like what they said, a scouting report. It had fielding, reaction, arm strength, and arm accuracy. I believe they said you could get to that new screen by pressing R3 on the controller. So that's pretty dope that you can see see that right offhand. Usually we had to do it 
based off before the game doing our homework by looking at the players like we all know that like say the Johnny Damons the Charlie Blackman's had a noodle arm so they didn't have the best arm in the outfield so we knew when to run on it but now we got that simple view where we get to see all those stats and you know what I, I love it anything anything like quality updates I love to see yeah. this is definitely one and it, you know it's, it's not the most game changing feature but it's just nice like if you're in a late inning situation and you might need a defensive replacement you can get a nice overview of like if he hits the ball to this side of the field, I might be, you know, in a little bit of trouble or might be a liability. So just kind of giving you that, you know, that overview of it is it's cool. I like it. Yeah, it's it's it, as they get more into it, it's pretty much like for uh, like they were saying, like it's sometimes you don't see runners from second base getting to home as much on like a single or anything like that, because we are, the balls are usually so accurate and you just don't know how the arm strength is out there, but we'll get more into that because they go over that. But that's the first screen we get. Next one, we go into the outfield transitions. Pretty much it's the first steps. So the first step is through the AI. You don't really have the first steps. They put you where you want to go in the first step. But however, there's eight different directions, I believe they said. It's like put into a start position, they indicated. Like when the ball is hit in the outfield, you have your first step like towards towards the route where the ball is being hit. However, like we said, with the different directions, you could either have the good direction depending on how your fielding is or you have a late delay, et cetera, and so on and so on. It won't always be the same. Just remember that. It won't always be the same. So they wanted to include this because the thing I think Chris brought up really well, the line drives are falling because of the defense is part of that too. So what they did was making adjustments and using first steps to help that to have the balls fall more in MLB Show 20 because in 19, it feels like everyone had like pretty much almost a perfect route. You knew where to go. It was like second nature, but this time it's going to be a little bit more randomized. I know you don't want to see like RNG is kind of like a word that you want to hear, but I don't think it's RNG. I just think it's, it's playing to the attributes as it should, because this is a stats type of game with baseball. Um, I mean, it's just in sports games in general, but it is, is giving another dimension. It gives a little more realism to to the game. So it's very cool to see. And they went through uh, multiple transitions, multiple theaters through that way. I don't know. Any any thoughts off the bat uh, there, Kooks? Yeah. Um, well, they were saying the sometimes it's not always hitting uh, because of the line drives falling. It's because of the defense. Um, obviously, in Diamond Dynasty, a lot of people are going to have, you know, three diamond level fielders out in the outfield. So they're going to be able to get to more of those balls. My question is like in like offline modes like franchise and and play now or even just, you know, online regs are line drives still as big of an issue because obviously, you know, you're not going to have three diamond fielders out there unless, you know, maybe you got maybe two now if you're the Dodgers like um, I don't know, like I I'm curious to see how this will work because I'm not. I know some guys like, you know, you're playing BR, you have Solaire and Eloy in the corner outfield spots. They still do get that bad jump. And, you know, they said this is not to get confused with bad jumps, um, the start transitions. But I don't know. I'm, I'm curious to see how this will work. This is one of those things that I feel like I have to actually play the game to really kind of get an opinion on. So, I, I, yeah, I mean, it's it's I like the idea of playing to the attributes and really once again adding even more of a gap between a good fielder and a bad fielder but i feel like this is something i gotta kind of get my hands on before i can really make an opinion oh yeah i, I feel like 
with all the defense wise is something that we're going because it, it feels yeah. like defense low, is going to be an adjustment. Yes, it's going to be a big adjustment. And you're going to find out why because there's a lot of new stuff. Uh, like like Chris was keep on saying he's always calling game changer, and I think defense is. I, I wouldn't say overhaul, but it is dramatically being a little bit more different than you're normally accustomed yeah. to. It is. It is significantly uh, altered. Yes. So uh, they went over that. They went over different transitions. Of course, if you don't get the, I mean, they, I believe Ramon pointed out, doesn't mean you won't get to the ball due to different jumps. It's just different type of uh, types of directions that you go to. So don't worry about that. Like if you get the late delay, it's not like you're not going to get to the ball. Um, It just, it's, the percentage wise you got to think of but anyway so they went over that and now they went to the ECI so the ECI is extreme catch indicator we pretty much talked about it on last podcast and how we saw it through the beta now they're going over it a little bit more it's pretty much like a risk and reward type of situation where they were showing animations pointed to the right fielder um, and there was different types of catches that you could see. There was a diving catch. There were a, a shoestring catch. There was a call in between where the ball would jump, I mean, go on the ground, but you'll get caught in between. So you're like fumbling the ball. And then, of course, the play it safe, play off the ball type of situation. Pretty much it's telling the user you should know your situations. You should know what you need to do, especially if you have runners in scoring position or if to say there's two outs and you really need to make that diving catch because the tie runs on third base or something like that. So it gives you the help by giving the extreme catch indicator. Remember, it's a new marker that has the baseball with the red pulsing uh, outline to it. So you'll know that's coming up, but it definitely gives more skill gap to knowing actually baseball situations, which I think is great. I mean, uh, more situations that, I mean, baseball in general is filled with situations. They always tell you when you're playing the game, know the situation, what you're doing before the ball is hit. I mean, we, I don't know how many times I heard that throughout playing baseball, even softball now. I mean, just know the situation. And this is one of the cases where we see that. So it was pretty neat to see. I like it. I mean, uh i've said since 19 came out my favorite feature they added in 19 was the ball off the wall feature or the ball off the wall indicator or whatever um and i think this is going to kind of give the same sort of idea just uh, a specific play that you know 19 really didn't give much of uh you really didn't know if you should dive or if you should just kind of back up like diving plays were pretty rare in 19 so just another way to kind of give the player the, um, the 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 flexibility and the choice on what to do is uh, a big plus for me. I like it. I'm definitely going to use it, and I'm definitely going to miss, and I'm going to get mad, but I'm going to use it. There's so many things I'm going to get mad at but from defense because <laughs> it's going to be such an adjustment. I'm, not, I'm just going to say that right yeah, now. Be some- I mean, we, we could go into <laughs> we could transit. Yeah, let's do it. We're transition right into the throw accuracy mirror because that was the next thing. So this is probably the biggest change for for me. Well, uh, we'll do throw accuracy meter and then we'll do a button accuracy together because they kind of mix together. So the throw accuracy meter first, they did the home run, uh, the home run indicator, the home plate indicator. And we know from previous years on how easy it was hit to the green on the market. I mean, we could preload, we could keep on doing until we hit the green. And it was very easy to, didn't matter what type of fielder you had. Charlie Blackman was easy. Uh, Willie Mays, was, I mean, every, every player was pretty easy. It was like second nature. It was just, because on whatever your thumb, I guess you would call it. So 
they're pretty much going over how they want to change that. Um, the first thing they want to show you was the home plate indicator. So they were showing different examples right off the bat. So what, what does that mean? So the ball was being hit into the outfield. The outfielder was throwing to the relay, relay man at shortstop. Now there's a different type of meter when you go to the shortstop. There's a home plate up there. What, what does that mean? So there's a, a plate indicator where you have to get the marker where, straight in the middle or what it just shows you where you want to throw the ball at home plate and see how accurate you can get because if you get in the straight in the middle it'll be accurate throw i mean it doesn't mean it won't be accurate throw if you don't get the home plate and you're still in the green but still you want to try to get the home plate so you have the most accurate throw to get the runner at home plate and with that Remember how we were just talking about the meter. So the meter is going to be a little bit different with the throw accuracy meter. I mean, it will be based on not only not only the rating, it will also be based off the situation and how far the distance is going to be with the meter. So just remember that go into it. The, the meter has multiple factors now. It's not going to be the same old green meter that we're so used to accustomed to. Didn't matter where we put it into. It's going to be accurate throw. So that was pretty cool to see. It's definitely a way to reward being a good skill user, especially if you could always get into the middle of that home plate or just in general in the green green marker spot. So I'm very I just feel like it's going to be it's definitely going to be adjustment. It really is for for everyone. I, it will be. It absolutely will be an adjustment. And like um, it's going to be like and, and one thing to keep in mind, especially with the throw home meter is like you can still get a green throw and get the guy out even if you're not perfect. But, you know, if you get it perfect, you're obviously giving yourself the best opportunity and going back to what we were saying at the beginning skill gap. If you're better with the meter, then, you know, you're obviously going to get the best possible throws to put you in the best position to get those outs. And one thing to remember is you can always go assuming custom practice is back. I mean, I, I, you know, I'd be surprised if it wasn't, um, you know, you can put a runner on second base and, you know, if you can just redo the play every time until he actually hits a ball in the outfield or in the gap, and then you can practice those throws to the plate from your cutoff, man. So, I mean, like there's ways to get better. It's not just going to be like a one-time thing. So as far as that, I'm excited about it. Any way you can make user skill matter. And then for the, uh, the throw meter, the biggest thing for me is just not being able to, uh, or just having it go off the first input you make. That is going to be a huge. That's going to be a big difference. I know I'm going to be terrible. <laughs> it's it's so what Cougs was getting at. So you only get one input if you're throwing. So say you get routine ball to third base and you know you're throwing it first. You only get one chance to throw first base. One chance yeah. and that's your throw. You could throw it to a different. If you want to reload your throw and go to a different base, you'll be able to do that. But it's going to save the first input to go into that particular base that you want to go to. So that's a big change because I'm so used to, I don't know about you, because I'm so used to doing multiple tries at, at one time, especially when I'm in the outfield. I'm used to doing, oh my God. It's it. If it's like a fly ball to right field and there's a runner on third, I will literally move that thing to green like four times before the ball lands. And I'm just like, it's, that is not going to happen. Yeah, this it's year. going to be the biggest adjustment. The, the the cool thing is now since we're moving back to the button accuracy, so they sped up the needle t- needle too. So remember that there's different timing with that, and they also during this time, um, we I know we're he- skipping a little ahead for the catcher stuff, but we'll get to the catcher stuff. They showed a picture of the button accuracy. They had examples of 
Justin Turner and Nolan Arenado, uh, they had two of them. They had, they showed a dynamic play where you had to do a diamond stop. And you saw what Justin Turner didn't have the bigger green marker, uh, green meter, I should say, than Nolan, because we know Nolan's feelings won the delete. And then they showed a routine. The routine looks fairly similar to the green meter. And I believe Ramon even stated that routine, there's not that much different. Hard to play players. Hard, not harder players. Harder, harder plays will have a, a smaller meter depending on their attributes and ratings. And of course, they also indicated that distance is also a factor. So that's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, it's 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 just practice, 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 practice. That's what's going to. Take. I think Chris kind of kind of tailed that. Like, if you're if it's going to be adjustment, but if you keep at it and practice, it'll, it'll be like second nature, just like how we see it now. So, and assuming everything works correctly, there's no weird things with defense. Cause you know, it took a little while for defense to kind of find its footing in, in 19 because they made so many adjustments to defense as well last year. Um, as long as everything kind of works the way it does in 19 and then adding these adjustments on top of it, you know, it shouldn't take people more than a week to two weeks to really get in the hang of it. But I'm just going to say it, you know, SDS, if you're watching my streams in the first week to two weeks, just don't take anything I say personally because I'm going to be yelling. I'm going to be raging. Well, for but streams, it, it's, I would think, I would think they would because it's just, it's, it's like, you always hear the, like the bigger streams, they even say this, like, it's just what we're thinking at that moment. Like we, we don't hate the game. It's just at that moment yeah, no, we were yeah. just, we, it's, it's, it's adjustment. So it, it it's happens. The competitive yeah, it's a it's the, it, it yeah. happens. It definitely happens. But if you go home and make a, a whole video and just be like, Oh, this is terrible, terrible, terrible. And then just like, you know, yeah, not then, giving any feedback. A different, yeah. That's a little <laughs> bit different. So it, it is what it is. So, and going back to mirror, we also, uh, we could match, indicate that the catcher meter also has pretty much like a perfect perfect what was cool though is with the the tags so the tags when they were throwing the catchers we're talking about a catcher trying to throw out a runner at like say second base so they were going over that they were going different speeds and stuff such like that and what was cool you saw the second baseman already starting the motion to before when the ball was in his glove start doing the tag animation to make it much more smoother there's no more hitch they they said i believe so it, it was pretty cool to see that in real time and just we kind of got that indication especially with Javi Baez being in the cover yeah. boy and you saw that, that animation in the trailer so you kind of saw that being a thing and just seeing more examples of that was pretty cool yeah I mean I'm, I'm all about it yeah I'm all about it too and then we go to the next thing because I know there's a lot of players asking for catching for blocking for well I should say blocking for catching is um a lot of people were giving feedback they need catchers to be a little bit more better at catching balls. I, personally, for me, it wasn't as big enough issue for me personally, but I, I know there was others out there that were giving like, you know, no one could catch this ball. I mean, you even got 99 Pudge or Johnny Bench that it just goes straight through the five hole. What's happening here? But they went over pretty much animations on that. Better ratings will show you how better catchers should square up better. It was kind of cool to see those animations. It, it, it all goes back to the ratings again. It pretty much, I mean, we are in a stats filled game. A sports filled game will always have stats. So ratings is going to be a factor. And this is another way of uh, showing that. Yeah. And I mean, for me in 19, I didn't think it, catchers could block anything. So 
Like I would never even glance at the blocking stat when I was de- uh, deciding on who to put behind the plate. You know, I liked Pudge because I liked his swing. Um, I liked Johnny Bench. But it didn't matter if you like put Kyle Schwarber like the. Oh no, yeah, yeah. I mean, the only thing that that changes it for me is just like arm strength because. You know, if I know he can at least, you know, throw a throw a hard throw to second base when there's a runner going on, that's that's the most important stat to me for a catcher. But I also <laughs> uh, I also liked on the stream how the first instance of the catcher blocking, they threw somebody who's like not even like I was like. I was like, who's who's doing this? Who's putting left fielders behind the dish? But uh yeah, and then I mean, maybe that goes back to when we put like anyone at first base in eighteen or so. Was that eighteen or oh, seventeen? Yeah. I forget which no, seventeen. One. Seventeen, yeah. yeah. So it goes back to that. Carlos Beltran over there. Oh my god, you were one of those, weren't you? <laughs> I was, dude. But yeah, yeah. Catcher blocking is going to be similar to like the first step. Uh, we've heard that catcher blocking is going to be improved for a couple years now, and some it's definitely I think better than it was last year. But it's just one of those things I'm going to have to see in game for myself and go from there mm-hmm. yep we'll go from there and then uh the last thing they showed uh was fielding efficiency they show pretty much animations per situation once again situation ball they pretty much what they showed was the first baseman getting ground balls for double play situations and it showed that and they have set animations for situations i know that sounds weird to say but yeah for they have animations. He's spitting per- bars, dude. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they have s- separate animations per situation, which is pretty cool. They show a different variation of the first baseman turning on double play. They show double play on run catches. So they had one with Colin Moran at third base throwing to the second baseman. And the second baseman already had his glove up ready for the ball and made probably the one of the quickest turns that you could do. It reminded me of like how Cano turns double play by he just catches the ball and then just chucks it to first place. So that's what reminds me of that. And then just show more, much of much more of that where they get ready to catch the ball. Um, it's no longer where they had, I believe they had like three different type of sets beforehand, like the second baseman sets, catches it and then throws. This is all just a smooth transition. They also ex- indicated they had the new exchange animations and stuff like that it was pretty cool to see it's it's new animations i believe they say there's about over 700 new animations overall throughout the whole game so whenever you whenever you hear that it's always cool to see in game game wise and it's definitely another situation where like we said we need just need to play and see if for our phone and like they all looked very good like when the first baseman was positioning his body at the same time fielding the ground ball and being able to make that turn throw to second base like you know, that's it's anytime it looks smooth is great because, you know, you watch baseball, you watch those middle infielders turn double plays and, you know, it's just, it's always so smooth and so, you know, just crisp. And when you can emulate that in the game, it's just better. So I like it. It was, it was, it was really good. So that was pretty much the, the stream for the first one for defense matters. So I, yeah. I want to, what would you rate the stream? I was just about to ask you the same question. Like, it's like you already <laughs> knew. Uh, we'll do one out of 10. I mean, after these gameplay streams, I think this is where I get the most hype every year. It doesn't matter which year we always get hyped because I always love seeing new gameplay stuff in the game. But if, I mean, if we're going to put both together, I mean, I won't give you what my hitting one is yet, but I would say this is more at like an 8.5 to 9 out of 10 for me, I would say. Mm-hmm. I would say more on the 8.5 side. I love seeing how 
user skills matter now. Well, they, they always matter, but they put more emphasis on that. And I'm very excited to see that come in the game. And I mean, anytime I hear, I know they didn't say skill gap in general, but it, it, it they pretty much hinted at it. Um, anytime I hear about skill gap or player input matters, it's going to be very exciting here. And I can't hold my excitement for that. So that's pretty much Agreed. what I do. So for you, uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go around the 7.5 range. Okay. Um, because I'm the same, uh, I'm in the same line of thinking as you, where the more user skill, the better. And it seems like the things they've added have, uh, gone towards that, you know, that idea. Mm-hmm. But like I said, with the catcher blocking and the first steps, I just have to see it in play. So I'm just going to, you know, reserve my judgment for those things. So let's go a nice seven, five, still a very, a uh, passing that's, grade. Yeah. That's Works definitely passing. Yeah. I mean, 75 is always oh. passing unless you, unless yep. you were like in college where it was like 65 or something. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it was a long day. Long I, days I, ago. I, I don't remember. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't really want to think about it. Anyway, so there's the first stream. Now we get the next stream. I think this was the, pretty much the more hype stream that everyone was looking to between the two, even though I really loved the first stream, but everyone's definitely curious on what does perfect perfect mean so we have the the stream starts off we do the legend reveal as we went in the beginning of the podcast but after that they bring in nick and kyle and then it's a on again so the first thing they go over was the new pci so we get the new pci pretty much you have three regions you have the outer region which is supposed to signify plate vision then they have the inner region supposed to signify contact and then you have the center with the three diamonds which will indicate perfect, perfect. So they changed this up from last year. Last year was the average between the outer and the in bracket of the PCI. Now there's three regions of it uh, to push the perfect, perfect more into the game. So offhand, do, did you like the PCI? Do you like the look? I mean, we'll get more into so, what we else we could do, but I'm just care off general, like just seeing that. Well, off the beta, I, I didn't like it in the beta. I changed it. As soon as I was able to, I changed it back to what I was comfortable with. But it's just, I think it was because I didn't understand it. I didn't really know what was going on. It felt very, like, intrusive in the strike zone to me. But now that I understand what it is, I most definitely will be utilizing this PCI because I think it actually provides a lot of info. Without a doubt. I mean, even if, say, like, you just don't know a player and you somehow landed on, like, say, a BR team or you just want to try out, it gives a little bit more indication what what to expect from that player, which I definitely like. They actually went over different players with uh, screenshots. They had one screenshot of Kento Marte, which is PCI for the outer region was a little bit bigger than the one they show for Makata. They did Kentel uh, Marte and Makata. They both have similar contact numbers, but the vision for Kentel was bigger. So it's kind of showed the the difference between the two when you have bigger vision for Marte than, say, for Makata. So that was cool to see. And then, I mean, the, the difference is the three little diamonds. So the three little diamonds inside the PCI where under my, my correct me if I'm wrong, this is how I portrayed it where you have a big diamond and then you have like a middle sized diamond and have a small diamond. The big diamond, depending where the location is, it could be top bottom. I mean, top middle or bottom. It will tell you what type of hitter you are. So if you have a, the diamond, the bigger diamond on top looks more like a power hitter in the middle, it's balanced. And for the bottom, 
it would be contact. So that was pretty cool to see right off the bat. Like they actually show you what type of hitter you're using. Uh, they also showed the example of Josh Donaldson where he had a small PCI, but he had the huge diamond on the top. So that was pretty cool to see. Now they indicate why perfect, perfect. Again, they go back to the theme that we heard from the first stream. We want different from uh, user skill competitively. That's what we want here. I believe Nick said that perfectly. He said he wants to see different user skill being rewarded for this. So that's why they couldn't perfect perfect. It's it's very for me personally. What it reminds me of. I know we talked this off the podcast. What it reminds me of is from MLB 16 when we had center green. It's it's pretty much it shows you like you hit the ball the hardest you can at this angle. It's not always going to be hit. They they made sure to tell you that it's not always going to be hit, which I completely understand. But it's definitely the ball that you. I mean, the way you could hit the ball. As per, I guess I should say perfect, uh, as perfect as you can. So that's that's kind of I, I kind of like they included that, but they did indicate that you're not going to get multiple uh, a game. Maybe they say for an average user, you get like at least once or twice. I mean, if you're you're a top player, I'm sure you can get more than that. Trust me, we'll probably see you. Uh, we'll see robots out there that'll just get it. I don't know how many times. Like, can you imagine with this new PCI, like seeing like Kyle McGunsey Rebel just. They're 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 gonna be psychopath. They're gonna be even more crazy than they already are. I know exactly. So, and not only that, they indicated like the power numbers are gonna be a little bit different. They went from the 80, 60, 40 scale for power numbers, where say you get perfect, perfect, and it may be a perfect fly ball a liner. You're gonna see the eighty power could spray it pretty much all field like a Bellinger type, where say it's sixty power guy could mostly pull the ball, but can go extra extra base hits with oppo maybe not oppo home run but maybe like opposite field double triple and stuff like that and then with the 40 power hitters mostly on the pull side where you could get perfect perfect home runs but on the if you tried to go the other way with perfect perfect you might sometimes it might not go as far as enough it might be a fly ball instead so just remember that to put that in that goes segues into what types of perfect perfect there are we saw different types with liner uh, grounder and fly ball so it's pretty straightforward if you ask me so any any other insights before we go over the stats of the beta stats for perfect perfect or just the hitting wise um, in general my only thing is just like i'm i it's another one of those things where i just i have said it like twice on the podcast already but i just i have to see it in in action because i was watching the stream and specifically when i think it was kyle i don't have the exact timestamp, but they were using tim anderson and they were showing off the custom PCIs. There were a couple where a couple of instances in the feedback where Kyle, instead of getting perfect, perfect would get uh, good squared up. And it was pretty much a center center swing. So I feel like that's going to cause some confusion between what is perfect, perfect and what is good squared up. Because, you know, if you get one right down the middle, like right now we get, we get weird when we have a ball in the PCI and it's good. Okay. That's been a big thing for 19, but now I feel like people are going to see good squared up when they're pretty much directly on the ball with a good timing swing. And they're going to be like, okay, why is this not perfect? Perfect. I was right on the ball. I had my swing was great. Like, I just feel like people are going to be a little bit confused on how exactly 
you get perfect perfect versus good squared up or like yeah i don't know that's just it's just kind of my thought process no, i hear you on that it is kind of yeah i, I do because we're so used to how it was last year with the good square like good squared up you cut like at first when i heard about the perfect perfect i thought it was just replacing good squared up to be honest oh, yeah me. yeah i thought it was like something different like it's just good good would be built be like you square it up, but not as centered as wide one. I don't know. It was just, it, it, I see where you're coming from because do you have to actually get like the little diamond, like really centered in to only get perfect. perfect. Maybe that's why it only happened like 2% of the time in the beta, which we'll go over in a little bit. So at the, at they went over the types, we went over the beta stats for three different swings. We, they went over perfect, perfect, good squared up and good, good. So perfect, perfect had a batting average of eight, eight sixty. Slugging over 2.093, OPS was 2.953. Then for good squared up, you see 747, and then slugging percentage 1.791, and then 2538. Uh, and then you have good good, which the average was 632, 1.371, and 2.003. So that was definitely stats was very interesting to see from from the beta findings. I mean, 80% of the time, almost 80% of the time, perfect, perfect was a hit. It does show you that you can get out from perfect, perfect. But th- those were uh, some intriguing results, maybe promising results, I should say. I, I think so. I mean, anytime you see the best possible input give you the highest chance of getting a hit, like you just see it on the paper like that, it's it's good. And then good squared up with the 747 average, good, good with the 632. I am curious to see what like late and early and just late just early I'm, I'm curious to see what those have too I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because that, that's what I thought was missing from yeah. this whole stream yeah. I was I, personally I, I know we're getting a little ahead of ourselves I kind of wanted more a little bit I kind of wanted to see what does what what they do with the jam the weak hits and like they were focusing on the user skill right that was pretty much a theme for both yes. streams but i want to see what what happens to the bad users I, like we get frustrated when we see the jam that we hit especially if we have like a perfect analog pitch to the hitter so i'm just curious what what route they're going from there i mean they didn't really mention anything that and, and it's like in in 19 going off what you were saying right there you know a lot of the times when you did get good squared up or even good good you'd still get pretty good input there were some times where it was weird where you'd get a lower exit velo than you expected and stuff like that mm-hmm. and you know that's that's whatever but you know a lot of times you were getting good results but you were getting those lineouts and like you said with the bad players uh or the the you know the less skilled players are less yeah. skilled than we should um, say yep <laughs> the you know the hits over the first baseman's head on very late jammed or late okay and all this stuff like that's that's where you get frustrated. You can line out all day, but as long as my opponent isn't getting the cheesy stuff, then I'm I'm cool. Just, you know, keep it a level playing field. And I think that it would be really, really nice to see the other swings and their averages and OPS and stuff. I do agree. I definitely do agree. So moving on, they showed that and then they went back to as you brought up earlier, PCI customization. This is pretty cool. This is another quality of life update that uh, I think everyone was very happy about where you could customize your PCI. Here's the settings. I'm going to read them out. So they have play, plate coverage indicator, which you turn on for zone. Then they have PCI center. That means like the diamonds that we're talking about, or you could have different like circles or stuff like that. PCI inner. Remember, there's three vi- 
regions of the PCI, different type of like wedge reticle and stuff like that, and PCI, PCI outer. And you could change the color and transparency and much more. Very customized for the PCI, which we never had. I'm very excited to change the color because I'm sick of the yellow. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it's just, you know, it, it, it makes it, I guess they want to make it very personal for your PCI. And it always felt like that way. Like everyone uses a different, what PCI they're more comfortable with. So you see you know, people use wedge, people use retico, so on, so on. So this is even putting that more in depth. It was cool to see. I definitely uh, welcome this because it's going to make you feel a little bit more comfortable being a hitter by doing your own PCI and stuff like that. And you can mess around with that. So that was pretty cool to see. One thing just to remember about this, like, it's just, it's all visual. It's not, there's no gameplay advantage. Like there might be some that you feel like you do better with, but there's no inherent gameplay advantage to having Starfighter versus, or having a red PCI versus a yellow one, obviously. But I know one setting that people have asked for, for a couple of years now is like PCI sensitivity. That's that's not in here. The PCI looks is, is going to be exactly the same. You're just going to be able to change the visual look of it um, to what you're comfortable with. I don't think sensitivity will ever be in the I game. Dis- to be I, with you. Or, I, think. I agree with you. I was about to say I disagree. I, I agree. Yeah. And, uh, the only way it, it, I could see it being in the game, but automatically being a game, say, if you have plate vision. That'll be like crazy sensitivity or like say you have hot, like 80 plate vision compared to like, say, Gallo with 20. Like he has a slower PCI than, say, the guy with 80 or something like that. Yeah. But, but and I, I, don't, I, I don't think I think the game engine works on the speed of the PCI as well. So, you know, tweaking with that, things would get kind of crazy. So I don't think I agree with you. I think PCI won't PCI sensitivity will never be there. Exactly. Especially if this game comes to PC, that'd be, Oh my God. It'd be, it would be like, it really will be like robots out there. Anyway. So moving on. And now we, we they kind of shipped away from uh perfect, perfect. Now we go for difference of pitches from, from like 19 versus 20. Uh, they want to go over pretty much the speed of these certain amount, these different type of pitchers, uh, consistency of uh, speed, I should say. We saw Alvarado firsthand where Kyle was going over the two scene for Alvarado, where in 19 he was hitting like 96, 98, and maybe one time 100. But in 20, they showed a game clip of him hitting like 102 consistently, and you see the movement from the two-seamer. Same with Chapman we saw. They mentioned Hicks will have this. And then we saw another video of Thor with Syndergaard sinker hitting up to 101, 102, which is ridiculous in my mind to think about. Like I don't even know how I'm going to hit that. But it was cool to see that they recognize that where these – I guess flamethrowers that we have in the MLB that are actually going to be consistency with their velocity there. So that was cool to see. Yeah. I mean, anytime you can get the, the, the actual real life data to come through in the game consistently, it's always going to be good. And I'm very curious because they, they, they went very, um, they were focused on Avrado's two seamer for personally. I don't think the two seamer really moves that much. I don't know about you. It doesn't feel like it moves that much in the game as you see in real life. So I'm very curious on how that's going to look come in 22 because they kind of hinted that as well. So that's why not a lot of people throw it. It's just like, it's just, you know, it's just, it's not that difficult to get a hold of. Yep, exactly. So we'll see if that's different from there. And then they shift back 
pretty much to perfect perfect or just hitting in general they uh went over two screens they had they had exit velocities performed as expected for each hit type so you had pretty much all different hip types you see different the averages for that hit type it was it was pretty much what you expect you see from like a line drive hard grounder medium fly ball stuff like that i believe the line drive was around the 100 where the hard grounder was same thing around 100 and so on so on so that was pretty cool to see they here's a little uh, blow points as expected we see a trend where the highest exit velocities for each hit type occur where with pitchers in the strike zone I expected line drives and hard grinders grounders have the highest average exit velocity medium fly, fly balls have instances of higher exit velocities so they're pretty much giving you the stats of everything you want to see and then they have another screen right after that um, most exit velocity is in the range of 85 mile an hour to 100 and the bullet points they had exit velocity pertains to the speed the ball comes off the bat when made contact we already know that the graph on the right shows that most exit velocity is in the range of 85 to 100 miles an hour and i believe the average was 103.8 throughout the whole time for um perfect perfect so that that's uh we'll get to that a little bit afterwards but it was cool to see some stats it's very Splunk based. I, I, I'm not sure, Cogs, you know about Splunk, but it's like a. I'm curious if they use it. But anyway, that's here. I play video um, games for a living, Scuffy. Yeah, yeah. It's just my IT in there. I'm curious what type <laughs> of uh, data they use, like Datadog or Splunk. But if they're listening, maybe they'll tell me. Um, but it was cool to see the stats. Definitely with the perfect, perfect from the beta and stuff like that. Seeing like the single, the home run, they indicate that perfect, perfect was around 2%. They indicate that player attributes affect perfect, perfect. We we went or we went over that and like I said the average exit velocity was one oh three point eight which is cool which is what we want to hear a lot, a lot of us were on the exit velocities especially in the middle of the year and I believe they I mean I give them credit because they did go back and saw that we were seeing that and try to adjust it on their side uh, so that was kind of cool yeah so. they, you know they they adjust they did home runs per nine they removed that for certain things like you know there's they they'll see what the complaints are and. Like once the game comes out, they're not done. Like they're they're still gonna they're still gonna make changes. So, yeah. So yeah, it was it was it was a good stream. It was a little short. I, I'm sure you'll agree with me. It was it felt like it was around like 15, 20 minutes. I was expecting a little bit more, especially since the first stream went around forty five minutes or so. But I I guess do you want me to ask you a question? What do you think like overall of this, or you want me to go first? I'll go first first. We'll we'll do one to ten. I'm going to give it about a seven maybe like around there like yeah just as a plain seven kind of one more maybe maybe i'll put it on 6.57 because i just wanted more i i doesn't mean i didn't like what i saw it's just i know just me personally like we were going over like the if we love to hear about the stats for the other type of hits not only that i was very curious on like foul balls because we saw abundance of foul balls in 19 check swings i would love to hear about a little bit more Trying to think what else. I think those are two components I would love to hear a little bit more about. But I don't know about you. That's where I where I stand for now. For me, I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go with a five because I, I didn't think it was a bad stream, but I didn't think it was one of their their best. And I think number one, the length of the stream, I felt like it needed to be longer. Show off more examples of perfect, perfect. Um, maybe don't have everything right down the middle stuff like that and then 
they spent a lot of time talking about the custom PCI and the new PCI and stuff where in reality, as far as the actual gameplay, they only spent, I I don't know, maybe six to eight minutes, I would say on it, something like that. So really like I didn't, I didn't see as much as I wanted. And then I didn't hear some of the other complaints that I had that I know some other people have where foul balls are way too common in this game. Um, one of my complaints is very late and very early or, or a little bit, you know, just the basic stuff. There's just, there wasn't as much in here that I wanted to hear about. Um, and, you know, I, I hope that maybe the game will kind of answer some of those questions itself. But for me, this stream was about a five. Like I, I, I would, I wouldn't say it was bad, but not my favorite. Yeah, that's fair. I'm on the same boat. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, you, you kind of want a little bit more, and like you said, with the other results, but that is the two streams in the nutshell. I mean, that's the first two streams that we get going, get one every week. Now, I think the next one is going to be at the same time, Thursday, 6 p.m. Uh, Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific time, where they were go over road to show franchise. And there's a lot of stuff that goes in there. It would say bigger moment, moments matter for road to show and not only that for franchise we've been talking about this before relocation and we get to realize what the full minor roster is going to be so i'm very intrigued more on the franchise stuff and the full full uh minor roster but that's going to be the next stream but overall these streams were i mean like i said it it was always great to see new gameplay in Uh, i'm it's just i I think for the hitting wise, we were both striving for a little bit more information. And like I said, we might get that a little bit later, especially when playing the game. I think that's the theme for pretty much this podcast in general. We just got to play the game and make up our own opinions. I mean, that's that's the beauty of it. I mean, it's, it's every year we just we can't really we could be very excited. Sometimes I I, I, I can't help but get more excited and get hyped up. But you kind of want to have the even keel attitude because you just don't know until you start playing a game. So we'll find well, exactly. Like you can, you can get excited all day long, but until you get that product in your hands and you get your own experience with it, it's, it's just all, it's all in the wind. You know, it's just, it's all about your own experience. So if you're, if you're not loving what you're hearing, if you love what you're hearing, just keep your expectations, uh, not reserved, but keep your expectations manageable. And, you know, maybe they blow you away. Maybe it doesn't turn out what you thought. But at the end of the day, it's all about your experience. And all these streams are just going to try to, you know, hype you up for that. And it's okay to get hyped, but just, all right, yeah, you know, it's all about so you. For next week, I, know I just talked about what I'm looking for mostly. What are you, what are you looking for most, uh, mostly coming next week? Um, Next week is the franchise stuff. So I'm. It's franchise. Yeah. Franchise and road to show stuff. Yeah. I mean, I don't really play a ton of road to the show. I'm mainly looking at the franchise stuff because I feel like franchise has been kind of pushed to the side i guess you could say for a while so um i'm really looking to see if these new additions to franchise are going to kind of uh put some or breathe some new life into the mode i think it will i'm very curious what what's going to happen like since you're relocating this is going to be the like first minor introduction of creative stadium. Like, I don't think you're going to be a creative stadium, of course, but I think we're going to have preset stadiums. I think that's what to look for. Like, especially how we saw in Madden and stuff like that. So I'm very excited to see what, what that's going to be and see what comes from that. And then, you know, it's just going to increase. I assume eventually we'll be able to 
create a sim because that's always probably like the top two feature that everyone asks for is I want to create my own stadium and stuff like that. So I'm curious where that goes. I'm very curious if the full minor roster means either single A they're adding or actually getting the rights to minor league rosters and stuff like that, like where we have just like in Allen Park baseball and stuff where you have all the names and stuff like that. And then we have tons and tons of future star cards that we could get in DD. So those are the two things I'm really looking forward to. I'm the same way. I don't really play Roadshow as much as I used to. But, hey, man, you never know. They could pull something out that I get uh, attached to. Now, for the real question, prediction. I need, I need, I need a prediction for what you think the legend reveal is going to be uh, oh, man. next week. Let's see. We'll see, we'll see how many we could get right. Well, I- and it, we'll say we'll, we'll we'll do this. If you get it right, we'll give you two points. If you get like if the legend gets revealed later, we'll give you <laughs> one point, and we'll tally up by the end of uh, once once the game release, and we'll go from um, there. Well, I think next week we're definitely getting a hitter. I mean, I don't see them doing okay. four pitchers in a yeah, row. It has to be a hitter. I mean, we just got three <laughs> pitchers. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Larry Walker. I'm gonna go with one of the new Hall of Fame inductees. I'm gonna okay. say he's the All legend. Right, let's see. I'm, I'm trying to think for me. I'm going to say Craig Biggio. Ooh, I like that one. Yeah, I'm gonna say Biggio. All right. So we'll we'll see we'll, we'll see come next week. It's always it's always fun to, to talk about legends and stuff, but. Hey, that is it for us today, I guess. Yeah, this is another, another fun week. Remember, we will be here doing the podcast after the stream. So this the podcast should be coming out either Friday night or Saturday morning. Try my best to get it on Friday night, but if I can't, I will be out on Saturday morning. And of course, if a little weekend thing to listen to, yeah, be a weekend thing to listen to. And then if you didn't listen on weekend and come Monday morning, hey, you got a podcast to listen to. And remember, we are on all platforms Apple, iTunes, and Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast, we'll be there. And of course, you want to follow us on Twitter, our Twitter account, it's twitter.com slash inside the show PC. Once again, twitter.com slash inside the show PC. And if you want to follow Kooks, it's on Twitter as well. You do twitter.com slash Kooks46, even though it should be 47 since his birthday was already last week. But it's Kooks46. And myself, it will be twitter.com slash TV. And Kooks, that's it, man. Until next week. We'll it was s- fun, man. Yeah, we'll catch you guys next time. This is Inside the Show.